So I've had two viewings of Scream. I have had on, none. Going on my third tonight with you. Are you yes. excited? I'm very excited. I love that franchise. Dude, you love the franchise, brother. Is it good? Yeah. Yeah. Quick yeah. review. Yeah. Oh no, I'm gonna do a spoiler review with you next week. Okay. That 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 good? Oh man. It's, it has issues. Yeah. Overall, very good. Okay. Alright, I'm excited. Like, I can't wait to talk about it with you after we've watched it. Now that you it. can say things about it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm excited. Speaking of Scream, Joss Whedon. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Hello everyone, I'm Dalton Burdett. I'm Nick Iricchio. And we are the Movie Knights. Well, some of them. If you're watching this because you want to hear our uncensored... Unfiltered. ...thoughts and opinions about the world of movies and entertainment news, so kick back... Relax. And thank you for being part of the conversation. Did we nail that? I did, except I hit my mouth on this one oh, when I said relax. Did it, hurt? it didn't hurt, but it's going to look awkward. Nah, it's all right. We'll get it down. We'll get it on pad. We'll get it down. We'll get it eventually. We'll get it eventually. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. we cut that? Cut the cut the cut the cut the cut Have you been listening to that? Yeah, I'm like three episodes in. So good. Yeah. Uh, anyways, we gotta go quick today because we got Wings and Scream. In that order. Yes. <laughs> and we're gonna kick things off with the fucking box office. Woo woo! I love the box office, baby. And uh, Scream dethroned Spider-Man. Does that became... make you happy? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Emphatically. <laughs> Making $30 million in its opening weekend. Spider-Man No Way Home comes in second place, only dropping 38% from its fourth to fifth week, making $20 million. Sing 2 uh, comes in at $7.9 million uh, in the third place spot. The 355, piece of shit, comes in <laughs> fourth place, dropping 51% at $2.2 million. And The King's Man comes in at $2.3 million. That poor fucking... Movie. Well, that movie's chugging along, though. Yeah, it stayed in the top five, but it's not doing great. Yeah, what's, what's that say? 28 million? Yeah. So. What's Spider-Man at worldwide? Oh, you know? brother, I have those numbers for you right here. So, uh, Spider-Man, No Way Home, that lovely, lovely film, has worldwide made $1.6 billion, and the numbers aren't updated on here, but domestically, had, <laughs> dude, it's made 8.1 times its production budget domestically has now made 704 million dollars making it the fourth highest grossing domestic movie of all time it passed black panther the only movies in front of it now are um avatar Endgame, no no in game and star wars the force awakens yeah in the pandemic dude this is always going to be one of those what ifs in movie history like what if this film came out in like normal movie going times I mean, it's what four hundred million away from a bit two billion, and it, it ain't getting there. No, no, Pan, non-pandemic. Oh, non-pandemic, though? cleared. Yeah, if only I, they got a China release too. I, I, yeah, I if think, they got a China release right now, I bet oh, they'd get it. Maybe. I, I think um, with I think it would in the non-pandemic era, yeah. it would have passed Avatar. Mm-hmm. I don't think it would have gotten to Endgame because that's like eight hundred and fifty-eight domestically, yeah. which is insane. Dude, Force Awakens is almost a billion dollars domestically. Just domestically. Holy crap. That record will not be broken in our lifetime. But yes, Spider-Man performing very well. Now we're going to go on to uh, Scream box office. Hello. Scream has made $48 million worldwide so far. Let me see if it has its budget on here. Its budget was $24 million. <laughs> Woo! 
it's already doubled that bitch, baby. I smell baby. a scream, cool. Oh, look at me. Yes. <laughs> Give me more. I was telling Nick the other day and some of my other friends, like other than like Marvel, Star Wars, DC, Scream is like my favorite fucking <laughs> franchise. I love Scream. And honestly, hold on. I'm going to look something up really quick Yeah. while we're here because I'm pretty sure it's already made more money than Scream 4. Which would be, if I could spell it right. Mm, screen for, no, that's the new one. <laughs> <laughs> My fucking ADD brain. I kept seeing people because this one, the the new Scream is just called Scream. Mm -hmm. Everyone that's been writing reviews and tweeting about it just keeps calling it Five Cream. <laughs> Good. That's what it deserves to be called. Yo, they break down DVD sales. That's fucking cool. No, but um, but anyway, Scream Four. Okay, Worldwide's made ninety five, so it hasn't made that yet. I mm. think it's on the way to pass that, though. But dude, yeah, what's the second week? Yeah, and do think about it. The fourth movie in a horror franchise almost made a hundred million dollars worldwide. That's fucking. That's pretty good. Crazy. Is that their budget? Forty million. There yeah. we go. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. Good on them. Good on them. Dude, the money's in horror. Superheroes in horror. Superheroes in horror. My two favorite fucking things ever. <laughs> Love it. It's all going to be IP, Ben Affleck. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I watched yeah. that interview. Did you watch that whole video I sent you? Uh, I watched about 10 minutes of it, and then I didn't get a chance to, to finish it, it up. It gets really, really good. Towards the end, they talk about a lot of cool things. But uh, anyway, moving on to our first story of the day. Did they talk about Batman? They do a little bit. Hmm. I'm going to um, skip around a little bit because okay. we're running a little short on time. Nah, you're good. Um, this one's just for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, a while ago, we heard that they were going to be um, doing a spinoff project of A Quiet Place. I yep. love the first one. I love the second one. And it was reported that Jeff Nichols was going to be directing that film. He was the director of that Michael Shannon movie, um, oh, Midnight Something. It's leaving me. He directed a really good Michael Shannon movie. Okay. And now, um, uh, he has left the project. Mm -hmm. And they have a new director for the Quiet Place spinoff. And that person, Nicholas, is the director of Pig, Michael Sarnowski. Right on. Taking this from Deadline. With Jeff Nichols leaving the project in October, Paramount Pictures has moved fast on his replacement and looks to have found one in the more sought-after rising stars in town. Sources tell Deadline that Pig director Michael Sarnowski is in negotiations to helm the untitled next installment of A Quiet Place franchise. He is also brought on to pen the script. And it goes on to say that the only details they have are that it is not a direct sequel. It's just more of another movie in that world. What are your thoughts on the Pig director directing a fucking Quiet Place, baby? Well, I loved Pig. It was my number five movie of the year. Yes. I love me some Nick Cage. I thought it was very well directed. Yeah. Uh, especially, And I believe he wrote it as well. Mm -hmm. as one of his early features, right? Maybe his yeah. debut? I don't, I, I don't I know, know if it's debut, but it was, or it's but early. It, was, it was the one that got him. Like People were like, oh, look at this guy. Yeah. Uh, and quite honestly, tonally and everything, I could see... If you told me Pig was in the Quiet Place <laughs> yeah. uh, universe, I would have been like, nah. Right. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I, I think mm -hmm. totally he'll fit with that. And please bring Nick Cage. Oh, I would love For it if, love Nick, of Cage God, if Nick Cage was in the Quiet Place. Because it's just so ironic. Yeah, because he can't. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but yeah, no, I think it's a great choice. I think uh, he's going to take an interesting take to it as a director. And it'll be cool to see different versions of the quiet place story and yeah. see what's going on in different parts yeah and i'm just excited because something he nailed with pig was just emotion and character yeah like you feel everything nick cage is going through partially because of his amazing performance but also Correct. partially because it's directed in a way 
where you follow this guy as he mourns. Yeah. And the film almost reflects that. And I'm excited to get something like that in the world of A Quiet Place because that, those type of themes and his type of capabilities really mesh well with the, that type of world. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited. I think it's a great choice. What do you guys think about the director of Pig joining the spinoff for A Quiet Place? Let us know down in the comments below. You know how just earlier we were talking about superheroes and horror? Yes. Well, let's combine the bitches, shall we? Coming from The Hollywood Reporter. Well, it's not an exclusive, but... Oh, dude, I'm just, I'm so excited, I can't even. <laughs> so, you should know at home, a horror franchise that I love, and granted, most of them suck. Like, most of them are bad. I love them anyway, and that's Final Destination. Holy shit, do I love Final Destination. He does. He made me watch two of, two them. of them. Yeah. Two of them. Yep, first two. Although, I want him to go watch five, because five is the best one. Like, mm. no shit. You can skip the other ones. Yeah. Five is the best. I'll watch five, I'm a completist. You five, told me not to watch Scream true, 3, and what true, did I do? True, Five yeah. has a fresh rating. Huh. Yes. Is it the only one with a fresh rating? Yes. Not even the first one has a fresh not rating? Not even the first one. Huh. Yeah. It's, I love Five. It's great. Yeah. And there's a twist in Five, but I don't want to spoil it for you. Mm-hmm. Don't look it up. Don't I tell them in the comments. But um, don't it was really cool. No, don't. Uh, but anyway, speaking of Final Destination, yes. they're finally doing Final Destination 6. It's going to be for HBO Max. And here's the thing. John motherfucking Watts of Spider-Man No Way Home fame is going to produce it. And he pinned the fucking treatment when it was pitched. My Are man. you kidding me? My man. Are you kidding me? And it gets even better because one of the writers is going to be um, Gary Busick, who wrote Ready or Not and is one of the writers on the movie we're going to watch tonight, Scream 5. Five cream. Five cream. It's it's just amazing. And something that made it even better, uh, they don't have the quote here in the Hollywood yeah. Reporter story, but John Watts is literally quoted just going, I love those movies. He's <laughs> like, this is going to be fun. I love John Watts <laughs> so too. much. I love him too. And it's just like, I am so fucking excited about that. It's going to be so much fun. <laughs> that headline and this whole article yeah. is your equivalent of... The article talking about how Nick Cage is going to be Dracula. Yeah. From like a Robert Kirkman yeah. Walking Dead writer script directed by, oh man, who's directing it? It's losing me now. Oh, it's losing me too. Whatever. That article, yeah. just everything yeah. lining up in that. This is this, your, this is mine. This is your Ren Spider-Man director, John Watts, to produce Final Destination <laughs> for New Line and HBO Max. Yes, that's exactly what this is. What a this great is. spot for Final Destination. Too. Oh yeah. For H- yeah. For streaming. Yeah. Awesome. Just as long as it's not on the road behind a log truck, we'll be fine. Uh, what do you guys think about... It's a reference to, to Final Destination 2. Good, you remembered. First one was a plane. <laughs> Good job. You know what the third one is? Roller coaster. You know what the fourth one is? Cruise. No. They haven't done a boat yet. I thought they did a boat. No. What's four? Four is a NASCAR race. Oh, hell yeah. What's five? Five is a bridge collapse. And that's the fresh one? Oh, hell yeah. It's awesome. Done. But anyway, what do you guys think about this? Let us know down in the comments below. Moving on to our last, well, our second to last story because of the shit that happened earlier today. Yeah. Um, okay. I need you guys to understand huh. two things. One, one of my favorite action films of all time. Honestly, I'm going to say it. Yeah. The greatest action movie of all time are The Raid and The Raid 2, I think. Mm-hmm. Connor, gone. <laughs> and... I love those films. Yeah. And Gareth Evans, who directed those films, amazing. I've always wanted to see The Raid 3. With the news I'm about to share, it's never going to happen now. Mm-hmm. But 
when I so when I'm going to say what I'm about to say, you're going to think, oh, man, he must be upset. The answer is no, because of how I feel about reboots and remakes. I'm going to tell you why. The story comes from Deadline as an exclusive. Michael Bay, Gareth Evans, and Patrick Hughes team on a new reimagining of Gareth Evans' The Raid for Netflix. Now, this was briefly talked about many years ago with Frank Grillo starring. I don't think that version of the project is happening. I don't know. It doesn't mention it here. But... Um, basically, Michael Bay is going to produce it, and Patrick Hughes is going to direct um, the an Americanized version of the Raid for Netflix. And um, the film was hold on, let me see. They they quote like how it's going to be a little bit different. Where is it at? Hollywood has been trying to reboot the title ever since, and this looks like one that will finally make it into production. This version is set in Philadelphia's drug-infested Badlands, where an elite undercover DEA task force climbs the ladder of cartel informants to catch the exclusive kingpin. So it will be very similar to the original film, but it will also take place in Philadelphia, which I think is interesting. Um, but yes, so here's the thing. Do I expect this movie to even touch mm-hmm. how good The Raid and The Raid 2 will be? Absolutely not. Am I upset that the film is going to happen? No way. Reason being, one, there's a chance that this film could be really good. Mm-hmm. And if it is great, we have another great movie. Two, it could suck horrifically awful. But guess what? Raid and Raid 2 don't disappear, baby. I can go watch them whenever I want. Yeah. And three, the most important one, and this is something that not a lot of people will talk about when the films are remade or rebooted. When a film is remade, rebooted, requeled, whatever, more people than ever watch the original film. Mm-hmm. They look it up. You see the rental sales go through the roof. All of that happens. And I know that there's a section of people, since it's a foreign language movie, who have not seen The Raid and The Raid 2. When the trailer for this one drops and Twitter starts talking about the original Raid, a ton of people who have never seen The Raid are going to watch The Raid. And that excites the shit out of me. So this movie could suck. I don't give a shit. So so what, what is... Gareth Evans did the original too. Yes. What is his involvement in this? It says he's going to be an executive producer, so he's going to sit on his ass and get a fat check. Patrick Hughes, what is he known for? I believe he did The Expendables 3. Let me see what else he's done. Patrick Hughes, yes. He's done The Expendables 3, The Hitman's Bodyguard, The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. Um, Yeah. Hi. So, so not, not the best action. Not the best action. I'm going to be up front. Yep. It's the same. Do I like all of those movies? Yes. I, go ahead. That, yeah. Look, like I said, I'm not upset that the movie's happening. I'm yeah. perfectly fine with it. Yeah. But here's what I will say. I already think they're not even going to try to make the action like like it is in the no, original you film. Can't. You, you can't. can't. You can't. So I'm thinking they're going to they're going to Americanize the shit out of the movie. Make it more like the movie SWAT. Have you seen that movie? I've not. People who've seen it know exactly what I mean. Just like a heist on the run, but in a building. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Movie. And I think they're just going to do that. And honestly, I don't blame them. Mm -hmm. Because the amount of work... You guys... Look at me. I I want the audience to look at me. If you're listening, listen carefully. You have never seen action sequences as good... As in the raid in the raid two, can you confirm? Can confirm. The greatest action sequences put to film, some of them. Now I know there are some classic Jackie Chan's. Yeah. There are some great Bruce Lee action. Um, even um, that cast of the raid has gone on to do other films. Like there's a great film on Netflix called The Night Comes for Us. 
Everyone's with those ca- yeah. oh kyler said it was good mm-hmm. kyler liked an action movie that's how good it was he liked the raid he did like the raid we still have to watch the raid too he really him. liked the raid i thought did he yeah. really like it or you go that was good no he liked it he liked it yeah. and and I, I we still have to watch the raid too which i will make him do this week but um i very much hope that frank grillo is involved i hope so too i love frank i love grillo. i love him as well and but here's the thing the amount of work that has to go into that, I don't even think they want to touch that. Yeah, no. To no, be honest. No. Now, I would admire them if they did, and the yeah. action's just as good, because there are tons of stunt performers working in America, or even around the world, who can pull it off. Mm-hmm. The problem is, do they want to spend the time and the money and yeah. inflate their egos to let someone else do the job When they them? can just have guns. Yes. So I'm a little bit worried in that regard, but I'm in no way offended or mad about something happening. I just don't expect it to be very good. Now, maybe the trailers come out and it changes my mind, but Mm -hmm. if you learn anything from this story tonight, ladies and gentlemen, please, I I have no idea if they're streaming or not. I have them on Blu-ray. Please look up The Raid. It's also called The Raid Redemption and The Raid 2, and I think that The Raid 2, Berendale, Berendale, The the Raid and The Raid 2. Watch them. You won't regret it, and don't watch the subbed version, or I'm sorry, don't watch the dubbed version. It's awful. Mm. I'm just a subbed guy anyway. But especially, like, oh, yeah. you know, when dubbing's especially bad, like, it's especially bad. So, yeah, there was a yes. quick aside. There was a movie on Netflix that I want to watch. Mm-hmm. I guess it's Danish? Dutch? Dutch. And I started it, and it was, like, dubbed. Or I watched the trailer, because I went, what is this? And it was the yeah. trailer was dubbed, and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> but it was, like, so late that I didn't want to read. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> not, not I have nothing wrong with, with, yeah. with subtitled films, but it was like, you know, like, I need to pay attention, and I wasn't in the mood to pay attention. Yeah, I got you. But yeah, no, definitely watch it. Watch it subbed if you can. Yeah. But anyway, moving on to our last story tonight. Uh, I want you to take the reins on this one because you're the kind of the one that pointed out to me earlier today. Oh, man. Well, <laughs> you know, you're wearing the right jacket. Oh, yeah. I, I prepare for the moment, dude. Is everyone in the audience familiar with Joss Whedon? I, I'd say they're vaguely familiar, yeah. yes. Uh, Homer of, well, creator of hit tv shows buffy the vampire slayer angel dollhouse firefly did he do yeah and agents of shield firefly uh he produced agents of shield with his brother uh directed avengers avengers of age of ultron at a re-editing of justice league we will refer to as justice league mm-hmm. and he reshot a lot of that movie and reshot a lot his of re-edit. that movie mm-hmm. to fit his re-edit uh he's in the news there was a giant well, let's let's quickly mention yes. why he's been out of the news. He's been out of the news due to allegations of sexual misconduct, physical misconduct, racism, racist, passive racism, passive racism, just being an overall douchebag on set. Yes, just not 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 a good person. Yeah, and a lot of that centered around Justice League, primarily focused with. Um, Gal Gadot, Wonder Woman, and Ray Fisher, Cyborg, were kind of the front runners of all of this. And as that kind of happened, well, I believe it originally started with an ex-girlfriend writing an opinion piece. Yeah. Um, and that was, I think, before Justice League even was a thing. And yeah. then it it's came like to light. A lot of time passed. A lot that. of time passed, and then Justice League happened, and Gal Gadot came out with some stuff. Ray Fisher was really the out the, the gate, the spearheading mm-hmm. of all of this. Yeah. And uh some former stars um i believe charisma carpenter who was in buffy as well as angel she came forward with some stuff um i think hers was a lot of hers was emotional i don't really i don't think there was any physical 
not to my... not crazy physical, just like minor like scratching. Which yeah, we heard today, but, but no, yeah. no, no, a lot of emotional abuse and just verbal sexual abuse, sexual misconduct. Um, and so he's been out of the news for quite some time. Mm-hmm. He's just been laying low. Um, while you know Warner Brothers conducted an investigation based off our Fisher, which they will not release the findings for, mm-hmm. um, conveniently, conveniently. Um, but he decided he wanted to do an interview. So he did an interview and why he did the interview. I have no idea because (laughs) nothing he says helps his argument at all. And yeah, I fascinating that one. Yeah. What do you, what are your thoughts on all this, this sort of this, why would he do an interview? I, I have no idea. Yeah. But but also, the things he said... And the reason why I'm glad we're talking about this is because yeah. you, for those of you who don't know, I'm going to peel the curtain back a little bit on Nicholas here. He uh, went to school for marketing mm-hmm. and communications mm-hmm. and PR. Mm-hmm. That's what that I could say that that's kind of what you're passionate about. Mm-hmm. From your perspective, first of all, and by the way, when he, when he's about to speak, it's solely from a... What should have happened from a PR perspective? We're not condoning or anything that happened yeah. on what Joss Whedon did. You're Joss Whedon's rep. All this shit comes out about Justice League. Because I think being quiet was the right move PR-wise. Yeah. What is your move? The correct PR thing to do there. Versus what act- what actually happened. I mean, I just, just, just don't do the interview. Because <laughs> just all of his responses were just Dude. not... Not shockingly helping. tone deaf like yeah and it, and basically if you had any doubt that he didn't do those things yeah. like it i immediately i read what he said and i'm like oh he yeah. did all of that shit and they they he kept asking to use the bathroom and every time the guy noted it in the article and mm-hmm. then he's like yeah joss later convinced that when he was uncomfortable with a question his like pr agency told him to like say you have to use the restroom and then like think for a minute mm-hmm. and he did it so many times throughout the interview yeah um, so some of the main highlights were not highlights, but some of the takeaways takeaways from it. Um, they had one person who was a writer on Buffy, I believe, mm-hmm. said that um, like Joss Whedon like grabbed her arm and kind of like dug his nails in, and then also like another person they did a a script mm-hmm. and he like belittled them in front of everyone for like ninety minutes, like they went page by page. Jesus. Line by line, just ridicule. They, she said there was like the they, they described it almost like a cult following mm-hmm. among the right. Like Joss Whedon was a god, and you did not mess with God. Yeah, and the writers who dare try to humanize him and make him human, or just say he's just some guy, mm-hmm. were then villainized by the rest of the staff. And... Because he did shoot to stardom after Buffy yes. and a Firefly and those exactly, things. yeah, yeah. And uh, he was one of the first behind the scenes writers on TV that was known. Like mm-hmm. kind of like how Quentin Tarantino was one of the first directors to popularize being a film director. Yeah. Like and even Spielberg before him and stuff. Joss Whedon was one of the first people that made like, you know what a showrunner is now because you've heard of Joss Whedon. Yes. Right. And uh, he had uh, what was described as multiple affairs with stars of the show. Mm-hmm. Not stars, but actors actresses whether it was a guest star or whatever be it an extra um one described him as like making out behind like someone's desk to which Dalton was like why would i do that which is a fair point but also on the other person's end 
It's very easy. It's a very yeah. odd thing. Yeah, because he was up. like, if I was having an affair, which I was, I was cheating on my wife. Mm-hmm. Why would I do it so publicly behind? So it's kind of like that one. You're like, but that's a weird thing to make up on that other person. Yeah, behalf. it's too specific to. Yes. Um, and again, like affairs. Um, Michelle Trachtenberg, who played, I think, Buffy's sister I in later so. seasons. Uh, she was like 15, 16 at the time. And I guess there was a a rule that Joss Whedon was not a, to be alone with her, which Joss Whedon claimed he knew nothing of, which means that it possibly was done behind his back. Yeah, which is worse. Which is <laughs> bad. Yeah. Um, and then going into uh, uh, Charisma Carpenter, she was pregnant and he kept making comments about her being fat and asking if she was going to keep it. And then... God. She, like, had, like, a bunch of basically, like, breakdowns and, like, she, she cut her hair, she got a tattoo, and then uh, she kept the baby and uh, Joss Whedon fired her mm-hmm. shortly after that. Um, and then moving into the Justice League era, he described the cast as the rudest, most unprofessional people he's ever worked with. Yeah. <laughs> Ben Affleck, Jason Momoa. You can sit there and tell me they're the rudest, most unprofessional people you've ever worked with. Yeah. Ben Affleck, who's been in Hollywood for how long? Yeah, Amy Adams. Yeah. Um, and the, uh, and so I'll highlight, because the rest of the cast kind of remained pretty in the background. Ray Fisher yeah. as Cyborg and Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman were at the forefront of all mm-hmm. of it. Um, I believe that Gal Gadot had issues with some of the reshoots. Yeah, there there was a sequence where um, a reshot sequence where the yeah. Flash was going to trip and fall into Wonder Woman's cleavage. Yes, and Gal Gadot refused to shoot the scene to the point where they had to use a body double because she locked herself in her trailer and was like, "I'm not filming that fucking mm-hmm. scene." And he basically threatened her career, said yes. she'd never work again. Um, I forget the exact quote from the article, but had said something about like he's tying her to, she's tying him to train tracks. And yeah. The, he was using like very weird metaphors and then he just writes the whole thing off as saying that uh english is not galgado's first language and that she just didn't understand what he's saying fucking unbelievable that he said that which is a lot and to which galgado uh this article dropped today mm-hmm. and galgado's already issued a statement and said i understood completely i'm never working with him and i advise all of my peers to also never work with him Jesus. so uh very bad on that and 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 the big one is is ray fisher uh because as you've seen if you've seen Zack snyder's justice league or heard anyone talk about it cyborg was always he's the heart of that movie the heart of that movie he was the center of the movie and if you watch justice league he's barely in you'd forget he's in it yeah and they took out a lot of scenes that were really centered on cyborg and Mm -hmm. all of his character and everything like that and, and and I, I encourage you guys to look yeah. up some of the stuff Ray Fisher said about Joss Whedon because part of the original yeah. divide of not believing Ray Fisher was like, well, of course, he's an actor and he's pissed his scenes got cut. Yeah. But then when you hear the shit that Joss Whedon would tell him, would yeah. do to him, would ask him to do, and things he would say to him, it was like shocking, mm-hmm. the stuff he would say. So yeah. anyway, continue. And, and Joss, Joss Whedon's response now to it was that Warner Brothers conducted their investigation and it is settled mm-hmm. in Joss Whedon's words. Mm-hmm. I feel like Ray Fisher would disagree. Yeah. Um, and basically he said in terms of Cyborg's story arc and everything like that, 
Joss Whedon said that those storylines just were not working and that Ray Fisher's a bad actor. That which, was his that was his argument that your scenes got cut because you're a bad actor. Which is, first of all... He's un- fine. He's not bad. Which, first of all, yeah. un- unbelievable that that's yeah. his response after these accusations yes. from a PR standpoint. Correct. Two, he's acting like we haven't seen the movie now. Yeah, now that we've seen it. Yeah. And Ray Fisher is great in it. Yes. He's great. Yeah. Like that ATM sequence. Mm-hmm. You tell me he's a bad actor and that story doesn't make sense. His story worked perfectly throughout that movie. It was incredible. Yeah. So it, he is the reason they win. It, well, him and Flash are the reason that they win at the end. Yeah. So it was just, it was a lot of just weird statement. I just don't see, I don't see how he himself could come out of that interview and say, I nailed that. Yeah. Like, it was I'm shockingly bad. bad. Which shockingly could just speak to his ego interview. if he has this sort of yeah. egocentric. Like, and that's why I said when I read yeah. the interview, I'm like, oh, he did all of that shit. Yeah. Like, it's clear from that interview that he's still... And in his mind, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Because honestly, I think the PR move, even if you feel like you didn't do anything wrong, the yeah. PR move is you start your apology tour and you stay on it the rest of your career. Yeah. Like, and the fact that he hasn't is like shocking. Now, it should be pointed out he hasn't been criminally prosecuted for anything and he hasn't been, mm-hmm. you know, the according to the investigation, he hasn't been reprimanded or fired yeah, or from anything. anything. previous people yeah, yeah. all settled. And- but... Like, with this response, it this didn't feel like I reflected and I still think I'm correct. It felt like I won. Like, that's what it felt like. Yeah. And it was weird. It was just weird how he responded. And I, I, I've said it three times now, but I read those comments and was like, oh, yeah, Ray Fisher was not kidding. He, yeah. He did all that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I'm, I'm just curious now that this, this has come out. And I understand, I don't understand, like, why the other cast members haven't spoken anything. Well, Jason Momoa did. Oh, did he? Because he, um, for a while, uh, well, Warner Brothers made an announcement on the same day that um, Ray Fisher did an interview. Oh, about him being Frosty About Snowman. him being Frosty Snowman and that he was going to work with Jeff Johns again. Because yeah. it was not only Joss Whedon, but Jeff Johns was also very yeah. rude to Ray Fisher. And... Jason Momoa put out a statement on his Instagram that's like, I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. That's a fake announcement. It's because they're trying to put down Ray because some shit went down on that set that you guys don't know about. Yeah. And that was the only thing he ever said about it. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh, damn, you know? Yeah. And um, I haven't heard Henry Cavill say anything. I haven't heard I so. Ben Affleck say anything. No, I think the only things they've ever said was just about release the Snyder Cut. Yeah. Was their just whole... Yeah, but I don't. Uh, and, but I mean, now Ben Affleck has said that shooting the movie was miserable. Yes, but he didn't go into specific other than his personal tread, like personal yeah. stuff. And he also didn't specify if it was. Did he specify it was the reshoots or just everything in general? Well, he what he did say was um, he was already not in a good mental state, and then Zach's daughter died, mm. and he said that obviously we're all supportive of Zach, but it threw the movie into such a loop. That when that happened, that much. it was just he every, was already he, in a bad place. He pretty much just like yeah. everything from that point on mm-hmm. was, you know. So yeah, they've always and, and that's when the reshoots happen after that. So and, and again, a big point of the article, a, a bit a uh, uh, part of the article also talks about this whole like, if Joss didn't like you, he didn't like you. If he liked you, you never saw any of this side, and he made sure that you knew mm-hmm. none of it. Yeah, which could be potentially the case with some of the cat like cavill hasn't spoken and but when all the evidence is there it is kind of like why don't they say 
something, but also from a PR standpoint, I get it. But also, when it's your cast members, if you are as close, you know. And, and what really yeah. speaks to me... It's by, bystander. And, and something else that he said, which was fucking ridiculous, is he pretty much claims that Zack Snyder put people up to trash-talking him so they could get his yeah. cut release, which is fucking ridiculous. But one, you know it speaks volumes when... Because, like, I, I've directed obviously nothing on fucking justice league scale or even like mm. a movie with a quarter of that but maybe scale. justice league scale. jesus but even i know the nervousness of texting somebody who's worked on a movie for you but you still have like one more scene to shoot or one more adr that wasn't part of the plan yeah and just that awkward like hey you've done so much for me and i really should not be asking more of you but can you please come back like i've had to, i've had to make those phone calls and do those text messages and it's yeah. it's nerve inducing it's nerve-wracking the fact that all those people came back mm-hmm. and helped Zach shows two things. One, that they respect and love him. And two, if they really loved Joss Whedon and what Joss Whedon did with that movie, it wouldn't matter to them. Yeah. Even if they, no matter how much they love Zach, it wouldn't have mattered. So that was also kind of evidence of like, yeah, they like felt Affleck they, came back. They, Affleck they, shot new. Af- yes. The fact yeah. that they felt like I have to do right by this, yeah, I think is just more evidence of that, you know. Yeah, it's if anything, it just cemented we're not going to hear Joss Whedon for a while, no, unless he just keeps starting doing all these interviews yeah. again, which, which he's eventually just going to topple over his own words, yeah. and it's just going to spiral, yeah. So, yeah, and quite frankly, good, yeah. After reading that article, you're like. Wow, and, and again, even from the start, like I, the the stuff Ray Fisher was saying, mm-hmm. and and you could initially see the argument of like, okay, maybe he wants to do, but everyone's response, fake movie articles, the bad act, all of their arguments were just so generalized and yeah. like straw man arguments mm-hmm. that. You're just like, oh, they're just trying to throw shit at the fans so that yeah. the painting gets covered. Exactly. And not only that, uh, now don't take this to the bank because I am not a source, mm-hmm. but I've heard that the reason why you don't see MCU people coming out, because we've worked with Joss several times, yeah. is because one of what you said of like, if he liked you, yeah. you like you never saw that side of him. And two, apparently on the first Avengers movie, Kevin Feige had knew about the stuff about Joss Whedon mm-hmm. and apparently told him we have no room for that shit on this set because we're trying to do something unprecedented here. Yeah. And the, the, that the mission was clear, basically. And then on the second movie, Joss started acting up and then that's when they were like, you lost Infinity War. Goodbye. Yeah. And, and basically, because Joss always said like, oh, Marvel was getting very hands-on and yeah. I had to leave, which is partially true. Mm-hmm. But... It also has to do with they were just like, yeah. I wonder why they were getting hands basically, on. Basically, they saw the future red flag, and yeah. they were like, no. Well, because even one of his quotes was, I guess, because he said in the article that he would work with Ray Fisher on Cyborg's character, mm-hmm. which is probably false. Yeah. But I guess Ray Fisher would say something, and Joss Whedon, the quote was like, I feel like I'm taking notes, and I don't take notes. Yeah. Ask Robert Downey Jr. And it's like, what does that even yeah. mean? It's like, why the fuck would you say why that? Why would you say that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's shocking. But what what are your guys' thoughts on this whole fiasco of a mess? Let us know down in the comments below. Uh, Nicholas, thank you so much for of coming course. over every week to record this with me. Yes, yes, yes. We're in a new we, year. Can we uh, 
Can we lighten the tone up here with it with a rumor? Yes, we can. I do have a quick rumor of the round table. Do it, baby. It. So again, rumors, rumors, nothing confirmed. Um, a f- this one is about Doctor Strange too and potential cameos. Um, I don't know if I want to know. No. Ah, uh, go go ahead. I, I won't. I won't if you. No, no, go I, go I, go I go ahead. Go sure? ahead. Yeah, yeah. Okay, not confirmed. Yeah, it is rumors. It's just yeah, rumors. It, it is rumors, but it is rumored that they have a fan favorite cast choice that they have casted in John Krasinski as Mr. Oh, Fantastic. Shit. As the, the, the thing said, a variant of Mr. Fantastic. Oh, okay. Which could not, which could mean that he is not going to be the MCU. Mm-hmm. But it, but it, it's that Mr. little Mr. Fantastic. But it's still that little nod for the fans. Yeah, of just like here you go. But yeah. also, that's a dangerous game. Yeah, that that's exactly what I was gonna bring up. Yeah, because I was gonna say, had we seen Reed Richards before yeah. Doctor Strange two, I would have said maybe. Yeah. Like yes, there is yeah. th- now. Now, if we get in, like if the movie starts, and the opening scene is like Doctor Strange meet Reed Richards, and it's the actor. Yeah, I'd be like, oh shit. And then, then later, they get a bunch and of then them. later yeah. in the movie, we see John Krasinski. Like, but okay. But the thing is, John Krasinski's so likable that it's like that. If you cast someone else, like, why would you do that? What is your casting choice? Yeah, that's after going you to, do this variant, that's thing. going to show that. Because even with um, um, Jonathan Majors yeah. on Loki, he plays a variant of Kang, but yeah. he's still going to play Kang. Yeah, you know. So it's like, yeah. So uh, again, rumors. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like I feel like if it's true, he would not be the MCU's Mister Fantastic, just because that seems like the weird a weird place to introduce mm-hmm. him. Like again, my banking was on has always been on Ant Man. Yeah, for a few reasons. One, I feel like that makes the most sense because I feel like instead of space, they're going to do a quantum realm thing mm-hmm. with them. Yeah, and two, I feel like it'd be a nice little because Peyton Reed, the director of the Ant movies, has always wanted Fantastic Four. That's true, and obviously they went with. John, John Watts, Watts, which again, fantastic. Both of them would have been fantastic choices. Yeah. Oh yeah, because I think Peyton Reed's a phenomenal filmmaker. I love yeah. the Ant Man movies, so I feel like kind of maybe because Kevin Feige loves everyone. Yeah, you know, so I feel like maybe his kind of like, hey, we're gonna do the Fantastic Four in the post credit scene. Mm-hmm. Here's who we cast. Can you film the intro? Yeah, as like Peyton, as Reed, like a like, as like a who you go yeah, to Peyton Reed. Yeah. You get to do that. I believe that whole wholeheartedly. So, um. Can I throw my fan cast out there real throw quick, Mr. Your, Fantastic? Throw it out, bitch. Glenn Howerton. <laughs> Fucking love that. I just love Glenn Howerton. Because listen, listen, hear me out. Because there's a few ways you could take Mr. Fantastic, right? Mm-hmm. And Glenn Howerton has been not getting big roles for a while, right? He lost Star-Lord. He lost... The, he loses a lot to Chris Pratt, <laughs> quite frankly. And, yeah. and and it is because they're different. Chris yeah. Pratt is goofy. Yeah. And Star-Lord is a douchebag, but there's, mm-hmm. like, this kind of, like... Lovable douchebag. Depending on your feelings on Chris Pratt, but yes, <laughs> yeah. right? And Glenn Howardin's not that. Yeah. Glenn Howardin's just a straight dick. Mm-hmm. As a, uh, the, way, the, char- the way he plays characters. Yeah. I, I can't speak to him in real life. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like with Mr. Fantastic, because he is the smartest man in the MCU, mm-hmm. you can take an aspect where he's just a dick about it. Yeah. And snarky and... Basically what Iron Man is in the comics, where yeah. it's just like, fuck you, I'm a genius. Yeah. And I feel like Glenn Howard could nail that. Only if Caitlin Olsen plays the Invisible Woman. <laughs> Rob. Rob. Rob McElmany plays the thing. And Charlie Day plays the Human Torch. <laughs> Flavor! I don't know. I'd, lo- I'd love to hear Charlie Day go, it's clobbering time! 
Yes, yes, switch, switch them. Rob is the Rob is Flame on Jabroni, and Charlie Day yeah. is the no Danny DeVito's thing. Oh my God, yes. But oh uh, yeah, that's the rumor. Oh yeah, it's clobbering time. It's clobbering time. <laughs> yeah, but I I don't believe the rumor. But he's still a little yeah. He's, still, he's Danny DeVito size, but the thing. Oh, now those are the variants I want to yeah. see. No, uh, I I don't believe the rumor. I hope that John Krasinski plays him, but I don't want it to be a variant. Or yeah. if it is a variant, I hope we meet him as John Krasinski. Yeah. Um, I uh, I was told a little something about Doctor Strange 2, which I won't share here. Mm-hmm. But after I was told it, I told the person, don't fucking tell me anything else. Because they were, this person was right a lot about No Way Home. Mm-hmm. And part of the reason why I let them tell me things is because I didn't think they were right about No Way Home. And then they were. And I was like, all right, you need to shut the fuck just up. Just the shit was just too bad yeah. shit that you're like, yeah. no. I'm like, yeah. you need to shut the fuck up about Doctor Strange too. I don't want to know. Uh-huh. So I'm, I'm intrigued. I'll okay. say that. I'll tell you after we stop recording. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, um, thank you for the rumor, sir. Yeah, of course. And thank you guys so much for watching. And we'll see you next week.